A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So since the last time we spoke, you've had a nose piercing. I, I remember the conversation. The conversation was, Dad, uh, would you mind if I had my nose pierced? And I said, yes, I would. And, of course, so you went out and had your nose pierced. Yeah, because I wasn't asking for permission. I was asking for your you input. my attitude, my input. Your my attitude, input, your input, but I wasn't input asking. Was, no, I, 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 I know that. My input was... No. Don't have your nose pierced. And you took that on board and decided... I took it on board, I thought about it carefully, <laughs> um, and then I made my own decision. But isn't that what you've raised me to do? Now, Ruthie, I know you weren't that keen on uh, Tim Vine's jokes last week. I'll try and a couple more... To just be honest, while, I don't remember them. Just, well, just while we check them. You levels. could tell the same jokes this yeah. week and I'd still... Well, I think the thing them. about Tim Vine is it's the delivery. I think he does it very fast, you see. So if you don't like a joke, you're quickly onto a new one. But I'll try this. I saw... I saw this advert in a window that said television for sale, one pound, volume stuck on full. And I thought, oh, I can't turn that down. I went to. Oh, okay. Yeah, funny. Oh, good. I get it. I went to buy a watch, and the man in the shop said, analog. And I said, no, just a watch. Hmm? Uh, uh, no, I was in this no. restaurant, and I asked for something herby, and they gave me a Volkswagen with no driver. Mm. Yeah, okay. But at least we've got... I'm not sure. No, we've got the levels, I think. Yeah. Good. Now, we've done 50-odd of these now. We've probably done approaching 60, I think, of these. Yeah, what are we on? I used to write down the numbers, but I've forgotten. Mm. Well, we're on season two, you see. That confused it, because we started a new season. Um, We're on season two, I think, episode 17, possibly. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think it's 17. 17. But that's... And then how many in season one was there? Well, it'd be 36, I think. We've done about 53 altogether. Because we've done so many of them now, it means that stuff that we went over in the very early ones, we may need to refresh. Uh, And the reason I'm saying that is... (laughs) What did we go over in the very early ones? (laughs) What Generation Z was. You see, I keep saying you're Generation Z, but there are people out there who are probably not entirely sure what Generation Z is. Generation Z, born 1996 to 2010. So it's that... See, I think I'm almost... Because I'm so early Generation Z, sometimes I'm a little bit millennial as well. Yes, you can be. But Generation Z... Yes. The interesting thing about Generation Z is now that uh, 32% of the global population is now Generation Z. So you are the biggest... Um, Why is there always so many kids? 
I don't know, at the moment, 32% of the global population and 40% of consumers, so that's 40% of everything that's uh, that's sold, are Generation Z. Um, you might be interested... Wow. In, yeah, you might... So we consume more than we are percentage of mm. the globe. And you may be interested well. to know that you have an estimated direct global spending power of $200 billion a year between you. You kids. Can I have some of this $200 billion? Well, where they want you... Can we you. share the wealth a bit more? Well, the, the big corporations want you to spend more of this uh, $200 billion. The interesting thing about all this is that as young consumers, I salute you. You're more aware of the effect of your spending than millennials were. According, are we? Yeah, according to Bloomberg, who are a, a huge analyst, you know, they're, they're, they're money people and they analyse uh, spending power. They're money people. Stuff. Yeah. And they've given some advice to people who want to sell to Generation Z. And that is, you're cynical about corporations trying to be down with the kids. When I read this, I thought, that's exactly you with the HSBC uh, Oh, don't get me started on the HSBC we've adverts. We've not discussed this before. Have, have we you? said this on here? Because I'm I can't sure, remember. I'm not sure we have. I hate the HSBC adverts. It makes me burn with rage. Whenever I see those HSBC adverts, oh, they annoy me so much. So basically, they're um, HSBC, the bank. And um, I don't know why I needed to say HSBC, the bank, as if you didn't know. Um, They're they're posters, Posters. and they're they're specific to each city. So whatever city you're in, they'll probably have these HSBC adverts. And they say stuff like, it says in the middle, like, we are leads, um, cut from a different cloth. We predicted a riot as a starter for 10. Like, they just say, like, stuff like that, like, leads things. But I don't understand why HSBC, Hong Kong, Shanghai, Banking Corpor- Corporation, it's not like they're from here. Like, I don't mind people using their, like, ties to a city to sell something. If you're actually from that city, do you know what I mean? Like, if Mel B started a solo career and labelled herself as, oh, leads, 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 that's fine because she's actually from here. But don't pretend to be my friend as a bank. Don't <laughs> pretend that you see something in this great nation when you don't, no. like you're not... And, do you, <sighs> and just, to, uh, just to underline the dishonesty of HSBC, I was on a tube station in London and they said, we are London. We are, exactly. <laughs> you can't say you're all the cities. We're pearly kings and queens. It had an, Did it the, say that? It said, we're jelly deals, we're pie and yeah. hash, we're pearly kings and queens. It's so annoying. Mm. But, and, yeah. Well, that's uh, typical for Generation Z. When these companies start a campaign and they try, and they get it wrong, Generation Z are quick to quick to reject them. They uh, and they've got some advert. It's a huge piece that I read here, but they've got some advert they did. He's a very good reader. Yeah. Well, I've uh, I've highlighted bits, <laughs> but they've got some adverts that they did, which didn't quite hit the spot. It was a Justin Bieber. They used Justin Bieber because they like to use influencers. Influencers. Yeah. We've, I'm sure we've mentioned influencers. Yeah, These like are... YouTubers and Instagrammers and stuff like that. Yeah. But and, and, personally, I don't really like the word influencer. Yeah. I don't think people who are influencers really would like the word influencer. Yeah. Either. Well, it sounds. It feels. It feels very strange that they think that something well, can influence it. You like that? Like I think it can, but. 
I, I, and someone we became so direct about it. Mm. Well, Cardi B apparently is who we've uh, featured on. Did the you podcast. see that she tried to um, copyright the sound? You know, the I can't do it. She like does a thing where she like rolls her eyes, um, and she tried to copyright the sound. Did you, was she successful? No, no, of course no. not. You can't copyright a sound like that. No, and, and the French have been doing it for years. Yeah, it's like a that. I mean, Eve Pierre used thing. to roll her eyes all the time. Yeah. However, Pepsi used Cardi B in uh, a campaign, uh, doing yeah. a little bit uh, of ASMR. We have discussed ASMR. Do you know what it is? Yes. It's autonomous sensory meridian response. It's yeah, like I mean, I didn't whis- know what the letters stood for, but no, I'd know what it is. Whispering in your ears, isn't it? It's that not always whispering. There, sometimes it's like scratching on something to make mm. a nice noise well cardi b did a bit of that for pepsi and that mm-hmm. was quite successful however other campaigns uh, haven't been successful gen z's that's you gen z's gen z's if you prefer like to spend their money ethically higher proportions of generation z were happy to spend more money on products that promoted positive initiatives around the environment and there is a word for you people Oh, they love to they love to um, give us a word or well, an umbrella I'll term. What, I'll tell you what you are. You're philanthropines. Um, My God, that's patronising. Yes, you are philanthropines. While we're on the subject of advertising, Ruth, tell me about... No, the... I had two things that were about advertising, How actually. Both well, about wit. Ah, well, I was going to say, tell me about the Venus Lady Shaver. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> Venus Lady Shaver. Isn't that what it's called? The Gillette... Gillette Venus. I didn't know it's called Lady Shaver. Yes, I think they... Well, they used to. It used to have on it Venus Lady Shaver. Yeah, so you've seen the picture, haven't you? So, basically, um, Venus of chosen this model who is um of- oh gillette and they've used this um plus size model in their campaign she's a plus size model but she's um not a uh, plus size like size i mean they think that size 12 is plus size but she's like um uh, obese yeah. like quite big she looks like maybe a size 20 or something like that and so people have said that the behavior is like irresponsible and all that kind of thing and whether it's a good idea or a bad idea someone like created the poll and asked whether it's a good idea or a bad idea and there was 89 percent voted for it to be a bad idea and then so people I was thinking, are saying, so so people are saying it's irresponsible and you're promoting obesity basically yeah, yeah. and that it's not you shouldn't do that yeah, yeah. Well, um, so not entirely because people are this size and to not ever show them and to not show them experiencing joy ever would be to like almost deny their existence she's in the sea isn't she she's in the sea and she's um, yeah to jump in and smiling and stuff it's bad because i don't think it is healthy to be that way like i think that doctors have said that's not a healthy way to be but often it's not a healthy it's that a lot of the models that they promote reg, like regularly on catwalks and stuff that are very slim it's maybe more healthy to be that way but they're not healthy people and like there's a massive problem with like cocaine and stuff with models because it's impossible to keep that weight i think if we're going to call this dangerous then you have to do it across the board you can't just call it dangerous when it's not mm. what fits in with 
like societal beauty standards. Yes, but it seems to be a ridiculous swing to go from somebody who's uh, stick mm. thin and it's not a healthy weight. Why not use someone in the sort of uh, middle yeah, I range? Yeah, think that's, I think that's what would be better. Like a normal person, so a little bit fat, not, you know, like normal people have a certain amount of body fat mm. and, um, you know, so yeah, not stick thin but like then, like, But the, she looks horrendous. I mean, she's got but is she only I, does, does she only look horrendous because you're not used to seeing people like that ever it's unhealthy the post i saw some of the posts underneath the advert and the Mm -hmm. posts that i thought were the most accurate ones were saying oh you're saying women's bodies you should be proud and loud and proud it doesn't matter how fat you are and what your body looks like um gillette are with you all the way but at the same time they're saying remove all the hair from your body yeah yeah i think that's the problem is that often when these so like cosmopolitan we talked about this when it came out so cosmopolitan put test holiday on the front of their magazine Tess Holiday is a really big mm. girl, and the same. It was literally the exact same argument. But Cosmo are the people who've created the problem, and so are Gillette. Like, if you look at any of the other, uh, any of the other Venus adverts, they are these really skinny girls. They're the ones who've created the problem, and now they're telling you, "Oh no, no, no! Actually, um, it's really trendy to be like this right now, so we're going to do this instead." Or I don't think it's like entirely wrong because. Also, I think that there should be more pictures of, like, really plus-sized people. Really, like, well, you'd probably say, like, obese people. Well, just because obese, just because they exist. And it, if you were to look at magazines nowadays and you had never lived in the world, if you were dropped on the planet Earth and all you had was magazines, you would genuinely think that people didn't exist who looked like that. And I think that if we promote a healthy attitude to bodies and to being a normal size and whether that because some people are just naturally a bit bigger and that's yeah, healthy for them or whatever if we promote that in general and then you have pictures of these people that says like oh it's it's like okay if you you look like this like don't hate yourself i don't think that people should feel ashamed if they look that way no but it wouldn't hurt to lose a bit of weight yeah but i don't think it should be done by shame it's always difficult to uh, to lose weight and, and more difficult for i think as long as we recognize that it's more difficult for some people to lose weight than it is for mm-hmm. others which is definitely true. I mean, we're different metabolisms and all that. There's nothing wrong with saying it. you shouldn't be There's that big. Trying a salad bar from time to time. No, but like the the girl, this Anna O'Brien, she's if you look into her background, she's like a runner, and she's talked about how difficult it is for her to lose weight. Do you know what I mean? She I don't think a, it's she could lose a bit of that weight, surely. Well, I don't know whether she could or not. But again, I think what is what is good about the the picture is that it shows someone ex- feeling joy. Like you should be allowed to be happy and be yes, that way yes. i think that a lot of it comes from like a fascination about where at the moment i do i wanted to ask do you think that there's more of a fascination about what you're eating and how big you are and all that kind of stuff nowadays than there was say in the 60s or the 80s or- yeah definitely uh, i think that there's way more one of the worst things about it is the government came out, and I don't know when it was, it'd be 10, 15 years ago maybe, with this five a day, you've got to have five a day, which is such absolute nonsense you know you've got to have five a day so what commerce thought oh hang on here's something we can latch on to here and that's why you have uh, kiddy-licious apple crisps now mm. kiddy-licious apple crisps are one of your five a day like hell they are basically 16.5 teaspoons of sugar uh, wow. in the kiddy-licious crisps kiddy-licious strawberry fruit wiggles 16.4 teaspoons of sugar on the packet one of your five 16 
teaspoons of sugar? Yeah, both of those. Unbelievable. If you fancy going a bit light on the sugar, Dino pours strawberry and apple. One of your five a day, kiddies, 14.8 teaspoons of sugar. This five a day thing ought to be taken and put in the trash can where it belongs. It's absolute nonsense. You don't need five a day. How many do you need a day? (laughs) As many as you can comfortably as part of a balanced diet. Basically, that is, you don't need avocado, you don't need berries, you don't need smoothies. I don't smoothies, like avocado. You don't need any of that stuff. Yeah, you don't like avocado? No. Don't eat it. Um, and that's obviously grown up during the millennial um, yeah. generation. If you want bacon and eggs for breakfast, have bacon and eggs. Yeah, unless you're looking after the environment and being vegan, in which case, good luck to Genuinely, you. everyone should bacon. be vegan. If you can do it properly and not, like, because uh, some people um, don't eat anything, basically, and use it as that. But if you can be a vegan healthily, that is the most sustain- sustainable diet for People. For the environment, yeah, is. for the environment, yeah, and it's also re- like it must be really good for you if you can get enough well, protein. I don't think I, I think that uh, that's not been proven yet. If you I can mean, get enough we, protein, I bet it is to eat or, or to eat what's it called like raw, not vegan, but like raw raw diet. I, I, you know, people have got if, really um, eating, a, eating a raw diet. That's, no, but I bet if you can avoid like processed foods, I think, I bet bal- that's I think balance is the thing. It, it's commerce that grabs hold of things. If people yeah. see an opportunity to make money out of it, mm. they will. And I think that's going to be the problem as veganism grows as well. I think there's going to yeah. be more. I mean, you've already seen that, haven't we? A bit. Yeah. There's more products in the in the shops. Yeah. Obviously, way more products in the shops. And I'm not. Th- I think those are produced for profit. Therefore, I'm not sure all the good stuff that should be in there will be in there. Now, Ruth, uh, I know you've got exams coming up. I I'm do. grateful, you know, in the, in the light of that, for the amount of research you put into these uh, items on the podcast. But I just wondered, do you, do you ever read? I've read at least three articles this week. I don't read them. No, and I don't blame you either. Three bits of advice that were in in a, a health piece here. Uh, practice abdominal breathing. It says this is a guy from uh, Liverpool John Moores University, professor of education. One of the tips is to practice diaphragmatic or abdominal breathing uh, another one inhale rosemary oil although we did get told because i had an oral a french oral exam and um we got told to if we were feeling really stressed to get back's rescue remedy or whatever and you sniff it and it's meant to make you feel calm yeah do you think it works well i did have uh, someone else had some and so i sniffed their back's rescue re- remedy I didn't really know it's to be honest. I think it's placebo. I think if you believe it works, then it yeah. probably does work. And uh, eat berries and porridge. Well, in the light of what I've just said, you know, if you fancy bacon and eggs, eat bacon and eggs. But um, I do think some food do um, help your brain, Martha. Mm, well, some, some foods make you feel more groggy. Well, Helen Bond, who's a registered dietitian, she says your focus should be on nutrient-packed food that provides a sustained energy boost. So, um, <laughs> foods such as porridge and wholemeal toast topped with hummus or avocado hummus. will help to prevent uh, blood sugar spikes that can affect your mood and anxiety. But uh, I think the jury's out on all that stuff. Have some music. I think we should have some music. Uh, absolutely, good point. Well, now I got I got another um, email. 
saying, um, suggesting, and we'll, we'll go through the emails later. But another email uh, suggesting a tune by mm-hmm. uh, Little Feet, um, who are one of these uh, 70s sort Little of. Feet. Com- yeah, Feet spelled F E A T. Uh, but they're one of these 70s bands that I like, you know, a bit of country mm-hmm. rock, a bit of rhythm and blues and all that. So I thought, oh, I might play that. And I was uh, sort of looking through. And uh, when I when I came across it, it said, oh, if you like that, you'll probably like this. And I thought, oh, yes, I remember now. And I've got the album at home. It's called Chicken Skin Music. And it's by a chap called Rai Kuda. Are you mm-hmm. familiar? Do you know Rai Kuda? I'll tell you about him. No, I don't know Rai Kuda. No. Never heard of him. Born, just the sort of guy I like. Born 1947, uh, an American musician, songwriter, film score composer and record producer, a multi-instrumentalist, but best known for his slide guitar work. And he does a whole a whole range of different stuff, but a lot of rhythm and blues, a lot of country music, all sorts of stuff. Great on the slide guitar. Uh, and in this thing, he's doing uh, a version of an older Elvis Presley song. Uh, written by Doc Pomus and Mark Mort Schumann, who are brilliant. So I wrote a lot of stuff for Elvis mm. in the 50s, 60s. Originally released 1961 by Elvis Presley. That was the 1979 version by Ray I don't really Kuda. like Elvis Presley that much. I'm no, glad you didn't play that. That was Ray Kuda. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it's lovely stuff. It's, and everything, every track on the album is a slightly different style. It's great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you this week? Um, I've got a song called Egypt Lover by Reggie Snow featuring Amina and someone else, I think. Dana, somebody. Dana yeah. Andrews, I, I think. I can't remember what no, her maybe name not is. Dana Andrews. Um, oh, yeah, Dana, Dana Williams. Yeah, Dana Andrews, of course, is from the uh, movie years ago of course of course uh right so and i'll i'll tell you about him after you've listened yeah can i tell you something about him he spells reggie with two j's yeah he spells reggie r-e-double-j-i-e wacky the past the past the past the past leave it in the past the past the past the past the past Dancing boogie, my love. This is 1971. I crave that brain and that flesh. Cups of tea and cups that bleed red. There you go, got a bit of his uh, rap in there. And yeah. um, we've got a bit of Dana in there as well. Yeah, she's got a really pretty voice. Mm. So, Reggie Snow uh, grew up as the only black kid on Dublin's north side. Because yeah, he sounds kind of like he might be American. Dublin, yeah. yeah, from Dublin's north side. He's 23 years old, but he's already had quite a like big career and he's got quite a name for himself. People think he's like wise beyond his years and whatever he toured um with madonna and he recorded with um kai tranada who does like dance music like really really good and he's become he's on a label 
he's on the same label as people like Fetty Wap and like Young oh, Thug. And I knew that was going to get a thingy. Um, but yeah, Amina, who is really big as well at the mm. moment. So he's recorded with him and Dana Williams and whatever. And so, yeah, he's quite cool. And yeah, well, I liked it. From Dublin. I liked it a lot. And what amazes me is uh, these, when we keep playing uh, these tunes, is how young everybody is. Mm. There was uh, Sigrid, who we played, uh, the Norwegian pop star. Do you want to know what she has for breakfast? Um, oh, she'll have skir, yoghurt. <laughs> well, no, she doesn't. She says, we eat a lot of fish in Norway, uh, but mackerel for breakfast is not my favourite. I love mackerel for breakfast. She says, I have scrambled eggs, mushrooms and more coffee. So, uh, bless her, scrambled eggs and mushrooms. Love mushrooms. She says, going vegan is popular here and I'm trying to cut down on meat. But I thought, say, she sounds very balanced to me. And she's uh, 22. She says, and, uh, I've been involved in the music industry since I was 15. No, well, that, um, you got, like, Billie Eilish, what, she's 17 now. I don't think she's even 18 yet. She's 17. What was I going right. to say about, oh, Cirque. She's on tour. You know that Cirque, who we've played before, she wrote her first song, one of her like most popular songs now, when she was 14. Wow. Like, it's just unbelievable how young people are. It is. I'm against it myself. Too many You're against people. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Billie Eilish. Eilish, Eilish? Eilish. Billie Eilish, who's on tour at the moment, I think, is she? Um, doing um, stuff? Yes, yeah, I think so. I'll just come off tour. Yeah, she's going to do Glastonbury anyway in June. She's um, playing at Leeds Fest. Mm. Well, she's become the youngest female solo act to top the official albums chart uh, in the UK, but she will not be able to celebrate with a glass of champagne because she's only 17. And she's also American, so she would need to be 21. Yeah, well, in some states. All states? I think there are some states where you can... I think it's the overall law that you have yeah, to be 21. You might be, you might be right. So, well, uh, might be, am. <laughs> so anyway, it is interesting how young all these people are. And I like yeah. to think that we're um, we're helping break these people by playing them in the podcast. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I, read about I think Billie Eilish needed the I think she boost, needed that she? boost. Yeah. <laughs> she needed that boost. We'll take a short break and then do one or two of the uh, emails. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I've noticed uh, this week, Ruthie, that uh, some of the emails are 
actually correcting you on things that you've said recently. Oh. Darren Leithley. Maybe they should just not. No, maybe they should. Well, we want to be accurate. No, um, I know. Oh, what have I said? Oh. Actually, it's not too bad, this. Uh, Darren Leithley headlines his email listener feedback, and he says, uh, Hi there. A few stray thoughts about recent podcasts. It's not Alex Turner on the cover of the Arctic Monkeys debut album. It's a friend of the band. Which which one? Which? Well, we're smoking. Yeah. You know, we talked about is that not Alex Turner? He says it's not. It is a friend of the band. What? That is news to me. Well, that's what he says. <laughs> uh, Game of That's Thro- a friend. Yeah. It, whoa. <laughs> is there a picture then of Alex Turner in a similar pose? Well, there may be. Yeah, no doubt Darren will get back to us and tell us. Yeah, if you could, because I think there is a similar picture of Alex Turner smoking similarly yeah. to the album... Um, to, to what's it oh, for whatever people say that's what I'm not oh, is that yes, the that's the one yeah what whatever people say that's what say I'm not I'm, that's what I'm yeah. not yeah um, which are, are we, my we, Arctic Monkeys knowledge is not great no so. well, but you do know that that is a line from the film Saturday Night and Sunday Morning uh, of starring uh, Albert Finney uh, Game of Thrones, he says, is worth watching and not porn, but as one time guest star Ian McShane said, it's just tits and dragons. So that's his point on Games of Thrones. You know, that's we that's not a correction, that's just an opinion. That's just an opinion. Okay, it's not enough. right, but whatever. <laughs> um, 47 light years. Last week we were talking about Martin Freeman saying that uh, having a kid is 47 light years away from not having a kid. Yeah. Darren says 47 light years is a distance. It's just, uh, yeah, really uh, far. A very, very, very very, brackets, continues for ages, way. And uh, he says, and this is a lot of people writing about this, could the podcast continue via Skype once Ruth heads to university? He says, my university days were at the very end of queuing to use the communal telephone. And my university days were right in the middle of using the communal telephone. He just invented telephones. Um, university days, of which there were a few. <laughs> well, there was a year, nearly. But he says, I'm, I am old-ish and I'm being slowly worn out by two young girls, so I've forgotten my other observations and that's Darren Leithley who writes to us from Dublin oh Dublin mm. like like yeah. Reggie Snow but used to live in uh, round here Tingley cool yeah. and he says keep up the child exploitation so he does enjoy yeah yeah uh, David Adcock he's the one that suggested little feet but he says uh, P.S. Ruth is spot on re-game of thrones there's a lot of game Thank of thrones you. interest at the moment yeah because in the new series Monday Monday, Monday yeah. 2am has it started in America oh it, no, it's, it's I think simultaneous it's, it's simultaneous so yeah. they play at 2am here which is ridiculous because it's an English show it should play mm. at, it should play at like 9pm here and American can watch it some ridiculous time but yeah. they follow the money I guess I guess they do P.S. says Ruth is spot on re Game of Thrones it's the characters and their interactions which make the show the plotting and the backstabbing not all physical especially in series yeah. one uh, currently there's a two hour The Story So Far available on Sky so hmm. maybe I'll watch The Story So Far because I can't watch um, eight flipping seasons of this I just if you're never going to watch it I would say do that but if you think there's even a chance that you would watch it all then you shouldn't watch it because you'll ruin it for yourself mm. but I mean I could probably almost explain the whole story oh right well I'm going no, to explain the story if I do it second. right now the podcast will be an extra long episode I could help I could help you with bits if you watch that story so far but I'm not having you watch the newest episode with me 
you know the, the, you have to pause. I think I'm having or... friends around, actually. Oh, are you? What, two o'clock in the morning? No, not two o'clock in the morning, the next day. Right. Um, David Gomez, oh, actually, it's another one about the music. He says, while listening to your most recent podcast, there was a discussion about the word aplomb being only used in football. Do you remember I said strikers? He put that away with aplomb. You never hear it anywhere else. I thought it meant like, um, what's the word where it's like, Legs a pl- a plunder. No. What's that word? Legs a a akimba akimba. I thought a plum meant the same thing as a kimba. No, a plum is you know with cool assurance really. Right. Um, David says uh, the magnificent band Half Man Half Biscuit sang about that in their song Keeping Two Chevrons Apart. Uh, perhaps you could play some of their music on your podcast. Well, I replied to David and said so the thing about Half Man Half Biscuit they were a sort of satirical band mm. and you really can't play twenty seconds and it won't, yeah. won't mean a thing. So, uh, But thank you for the suggestions, and do keep, do keep them coming. If they do want to suggest anything to us, Ruth, uh, what would be the best address um, to write to? The best address to write to would be martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com. That's Martin and Ruth podcast, all one word. Uh, you need to say all one no, word. No, because it's an word. email. Yeah, that's, Mar- the, that's the point. Of course it is. Martin and Ruth podcast at gmail.com. And how much do we love getting the... Uh, as long as they're nice. Yeah, no, I mean, do you, no, no. I like the ones that like like that one being correction. like, oh, they Arctic Monkeys. Actually, mm. this was a friend. It wasn't mm, Alex Turner, yeah. or whatever. That's lovely to hear. It is ones that just criticise my personality, <laughs> maybe less. So. But we do like the ones that um, talk about your pronunciation of solo or uh, hobo. It was something. They're the same word. You know what's an outrage. What's an outrage? The fact that um, they've stopped giving me student discount for Spotify and you have to go to an actual university. You can't just be a student at a college because you've got to put in your university that you go to. Um, And it's honestly really unfair. And I've written to Spotify because it's now £10 a month rather than a fiver. And you've written to Spotify? Yeah. I sent them an email. Saying what? Saying, can you please put colleges on the student list as well? Because it's not really fair because you have a similar amount of, like, less money when you're a a college student, if Mm. anything. And congratulations on uh, using the word less, because it is less money, um, rather than fewer. You have fewer pound coins, but less money. The reason I say that is uh, grammar has uh, become an, an issue, and that is the fact that uh, children aged 10 and 11 in last year of primary school are being given uh, tests on grammar, and mm-hmm. they're ridiculous. They're ridiculous, some of these. I mean, the one or two of them are okay, but have you ever heard, and I'd never heard of this, and neither had Michael Morpurgo ever heard of this. Wow. Um, yeah, and we know how good a writer he is. Yeah. So they've got a thing called a fronted adverbial. Have you ever heard of a fronted adverbial? Would that be like, um, unquickly? Like no. an adverb with a no, it's just something. Prefix? It's 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 an adverb. It's an adverb at the start of a sentence. Oh, so oh, quickly he ran up. He ran up the stairs. Yeah, that would be like that, quickly, comma. Yeah, that would be it. That would be a fronted adverbial. But these are eleven-year-old kids, and it's <laughs> the sen- the question is question one. Underline the fronted adverbial in this sentence. And the sentence is, on Wednesday, Felix has a dental appointment. 
I mean, for a start, on Wednesday. Yeah, on that's Wednesday. a very difficult advert. Like I know it is an advert, but yeah, that's a fronted adverbial on Wednesday. And the it's other question diffi- is, it's a difficult adverb to even if the the question was identify the adverb in yeah. this sentence. That's hard to identify. It certainly is on Wednesday. Felix has a dental appointment, and obviously the other issue there is why is the kid called Felix? <laughs> this kid who's got a dental appointment, but that's what it has in this test. I'll do you another one here. Insert a subordinating conjunction. Oh, my God. Yeah, insert a subordinating conjunction to show that we ate lunch and listened to music at the same time. So, I mean, it's got... The, so, we ate lunch whilst listening to music? Well, what they've got is they put the sentence down. We listened to the music, dash, 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 we ate our lunch. So, it would be and. It's simply and. It's conjunction. Oh. So, it's simply and there. But it's the way they've... Uh, phrased they phrased the, question. The, sem- the question, yeah. I would, I would just call that connective, really. I wouldn't even call... I wouldn't call it... No. Sub- subordinate conjunction no neither will i it is a conjunction yeah yeah it is a subordinating conjunction we never learn about that and these are for kids the thing is with like grammar and stuff like that is that it grammar's only there to allow for the most clear conveying of ideas and that's why sometimes it it pees me off when someone corrects your grammar when it's like whom or who or whatever Mm. like there's actually all you and i rather than me and you like there's actually no need for that and at some point like grammar just becomes redundant because you're not conveying anything Mm. more clearly so there's not really any need for it It just i think people also use it to like show how superior they are and it really grinds my gears yeah i agree with you but uh, fewer and less you're on board with me on that one. I'm not that on board because I don't think you ever think when I'm like, oh, there were less people there, that you think I'm cutting up humans. Yeah, that does sound like that. But for, for, but for, do, it for clear understanding, which should be there are fewer people. But there. do you? But when I say like, oh, there was less people um, on in the club on Saturday than there was on Friday. Like, do you think that? No, do you, I, you don't. I, you don't no. imagine half of a person. No. So then, what's the point of less and fewer argument? Yeah, you may. You know, I'm coming around. To this your, is it. This is the last time you correct less and fewer. I'm, I'm coming around <laughs> to your view on that. Interesting racism story here. Um, well, first of all, two. In- I thought you were just not going to say story at the end, and you were just going to go interesting racism. <laughs> yes, this uh, this woman has written this book. She's called Jennifer Aberhart. She's a black woman. She's written this book called Biased: The New Science of Race and Inequality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what she's saying is, you could be the most liberal person in the world, and you're still probably uh, racist. And, and the th- same thing apply, uh, applies to black people as well. But I'll. Uh, I'll explain what she said in this book. They've done. They did a, a, a study. They had two groups, right? Yeah. And one group, they showed them pictures of black people. Just no comment. Just said, "Here's some pictures of people," and the people were black. The other group, they showed pictures of people, and the people were white. They didn't ask for any response or anything. Mm-hmm. They just showed them these pictures. Then they played them uh, sort of little films, and in the films, it was very shadowy. You couldn't tell what was happening, and until. Eventually, a gun appears out of the, out of the oh. shadows. You see a gun. And you, you, what your task is there is, as soon as you see a gun, you have to press a button saying you've seen a gun. And the study group that had been shown pictures of black people... Were they white people who were shown the pictures? Yes. Um, no, there were a variety of people. Variety people, people of all right. races, right. The people who'd seen the pictures of the black people identified the gun more quickly than the people who'd been shown the pictures of the white people. God, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, meaning that... You're expecting to see a gun. 
Precisely. She says, don't pursue the toxic policy of colour blindness. Don't mm. do that thing where you say... Um, I don't see colour. Precisely. Yeah. And I don't care if they're black or brown or yellow or green and those things that yeah. people say. This is interesting in the light of um, Amber Rudd. You remember doing an interview and she got yeah. into trouble because she said coloured woman. Yeah, well, it's and like the Angela Smith from the Independent Group and she called people like, a funny tinge, didn't yeah. she? It's in her first interview ever. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. According to uh, Jennifer Eberhardt, who's written this uh, book, she says, um, we shouldn't get hung up on language and terminology. People are so worried about messing up, they end up avoiding having these conversations completely and don't engage at all with people across race lines. And we are different, she says. Science proves it. To see discrimination, you need to see and acknowledge race. Yeah. So she's saying, don't go around pretending not to yeah. acknowledge race. I think a lot of people have said that. I think they say that in that... Um I'm not talking to white people about race anymore. I think that she brings that up in that book as well. I can't remember who it's by. But. Mm. Well, there is a, there's an interesting sort of sidebar to that. In that a woman called Dream McClinton has done a thing on the internet. She's a, a dark-skinned black woman. Colorism. She talks about colorism, mm. which is the prejudice based on skin tone, and I wasn't aware of this at all. She she went on to tw- on to Tinder and yeah. was uh, having trouble linking up with anyone. But she says colorism has stunted the romantic lives of millions of dark-skinned black women. Uh, Have black, you not heard about black this? Women, including me. No, there's even seen dark-skinned and light-skinned. Yeah, dark-skinned and light-skinned is really, like, yeah. rife and stuff. And, um, have you seen the film Straight Out of Compton? No, I haven't. So it's, a, it's a, um, a biopic film about NWA. It's a really, really good film, actually. And um, they... But the massive problem is it that they didn't audition call... For they wanted um, black girls or like mixed race girls for the party scene. Um, It's like a pool party and everyone's meant to be super hot and everyone's half naked and you can imagine the the scene of these rappers and whatever. And they they put out an audition call and they were like, you know, the type of girls they wanted. So they were like, number one, these girls are the hottest of the hot. They're they're the girls who you would only dream about getting with, super light-skinned african-americans or whatever then they were like number two these girls are still pretty hot with um like little boobs or whatever blah 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 slightly darker skin and then like three these girls are just filler girls or whatever um darker skin not as hot as the light-skinned girls oh Could see you, i never knew about all yeah that. yeah I can't, do, I, do you yeah. know why though nope but I'm sure you're going to tell me. <laughs> I'm absolutely going to tell you. Like other systems of racial inequality, uh, American colorism was born out of slavery. As slave masters raped enslaved women, their lighter-skinned illegitimate offspring were given preferential treatment over their darker counterparts, often working in the house as opposed to the fields. Yeah. Um, this order has since been perpetuated by system systemic uh, racism and internalised by black people. And then she talks about, uh, she went to school in Georgia. Um, She says, I have many memories of being degraded because of my complexion. The most piercing is from middle school. Two girls giggled in my Georgia history class uh, during the showing of a documentary about slavery. As the film explained the origins of skin tone prejudice, one girl, biracial, hazel-eyed, and the only other black girl in class, whispered that she would have been a house slave, but I would have been a field slave. Um, She says, dark skin still not only comes with the expectation of lower class, 
dress but lessened beauty not that's straight mm. out of Compton isn't it? Yeah. not to mention the uncleanliness uh, lesser intelligence and a diminished a diminished attractiveness that was fascinating well, to me it, because I've not heard of the phenomenon it, you've seen dream girls haven't you as well I that's have seen dream girls. one of the that, issues that? in that is that Beyonce. I that. Well, I think it's it's implicit, but I think that it's definitely there that Beyonce is beautiful, and she's a black woman, but she's much lighter skin in, than Jennifer Hudson, who is the girl who should be kept in the back. Whereas they want to push Beyonce forward because she's more beautiful, but I think that, that implicitly it's because she looks oh, less black. Yes. Shall I give you a meme of the week? Yes, please. Well, while you're searching that, can I give you a tweet of the week? Yeah. Tweet of the week from Just Sally. I hope this doesn't become a regular spot. I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> Stealing my thing. No, this is just a tweet of the week. Well, Darren Williams, who's a big fan of the uh, podcast, uh, said this to me. And, and a friend of yours. I think it's important to say yes, that. Yes, he's a friend of mine as well. <laughs> he's but not an entirely unbiased listener. No, but this is a fantastic tweet. It's from uh, a woman called Just Sally, who's not a friend. I don't know Just Sally. Um, and she tweeted, I waved to a man because I thought he'd waved at me apparently he waved to another woman so to get out of the awkward situation i kept my hand up and a taxi pulled over and drove me to the airport (laughs) i am now in poland starting a new life (laughs) yeah that is good Um, okay so mine is this um that oral b ad where a woman says i do not oral b made a toothpaste genuinely pisses me off so much like what kind of script is that what do you think oral b sold (laughs) (laughs) is that on an oral b ad i've never seen yeah 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 don't you remember where she's in the dentist and like she's like oh you've got really bad sensitivity issues and she says um you should try this oral b sensitive toothpaste and she says i didn't know oral b sold a toothpaste (laughs) so ridiculous If you want to get in touch with us, uh, it's martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to hear more of Rai Kuda or of um, the guy with the funny Reggie, whatever it is. Reggie Snow. Um, If you want to hear the full versions of the two songs we played and all the songs from the other weeks, um, then they're on the Spotify playlist, which you can find by typing in Martin and Ruth or Ruthie, me and my dad, and either of those will get you to the playlist. And thank you very much indeed for your continued support. Yes, thank you. 